This is the Mighty Quinn. Warning, you guys. This podcast is explicit. Yes. It is adult content. Yes. It's not for kids. The views and opinions are by us and nobody else. So, if you're looking for something without adult content, I suggest you go somewhere else. Bye now. That can be doing at the house. That's so I can synchronize the audio. Oh, okay. With the camera. I, I'm not You're doing, learning this I'm stuff? I'm learning this shit. You know? <laughs> this is what I learned from other podcasters. I don't. All right. We'll turn this down for a second and we'll listen to some intro. you went to basement i'm your host the mighty quinn out here in new Orleans, bringing you a special guest mr tony olson a schoolmate that i went to high school with and it's been a long goddamn time i'd say oh hell i just a long time 25 years yeah maybe yeah. not pretty close though you talk to you talk about <clears throat> this being a small community and it's crazy how you don't see anybody and then you go to salt lake and you run into people you know oh, all the time. <laughs> Damn, dude, I've run into people in freaking Disney World. Yeah, from real <laughs> Like, what the hell? Yeah, Disneyland, J.R. Bird, the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Did that's, you fly down? Yeah, I just flow down for, for, for fun to the... Yeah, the that's, oh, that's great, man. I wish I could fly down. It's a it's a small world, but it's it's not a small world, so, you know? But, yeah, I've, actually, I've run into people. Orlando Zubiati in uh, Cabo San Lucas. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, um, one of the... Um, Scotts, we ran into them in Peru at the Holy airport. Cow. Like, you got to be kidding me, Kevin Scott! Wow, yeah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I've uh, like I said, we ran into. I'm not exactly. I can't remember their last name, but I, I mean, I know them. You see them around. And I met ran into them in Orlando. We were down there at Disney World with the kids. That's it's amazing who you do. see, but then, like you said, been <clears throat> we have. I've lived here since I was married in ninety ninety seven. So you never left and went anywhere? I, well, I I did a couple. I went up to Wyoming on the drilling rig for a little while, and uh-huh. then I moved down to St. George and was going to go to school. I hated living down there. It's too hot, and it's yeah, just I agree. too big for somebody that came from. Yeah. And plus, I liked working in the oil field. I, you know, it was a bad word, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, started out 18 years old, Ross Belt, for Jack Daughter. Jack and Darla uh, Daughter, yeah. yeah. And... Boy, that was a 
weird experience for me. You start out at this double arrow social club that the uh, bottle hollow mm-hmm. for breakfast, and everybody be drinking Bloody Marys and shit. And hell, I was only eighteen, <laughs> so I didn't drink. You know what I mean? But on the way home, they were getting trashed, and then I was having a hard time driving back from the point to Roosevelt. And then getting up and going to work again the next day. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. That's how I was up there in Wyoming on the drilling rigs with those guys, I tell you. I was 18, but Wyoming didn't really care. No, so no. So I no. could still go, you know, drink myself into oblivion until yeah. midnight and have to be back at the rig at 6. I mean, you know, people, people party, or it, it's kind of funny how they say, got home just in time to change clothes just to go back to work again and i that's a true story yeah i did that a lot <laughs> yeah i'll had to do it. you know i did it drug free other than caffeine and uh just only had to do it for seven days and then i could recuperate for seven yeah days. work seven on seven off you know yeah i was never somebody that so, really got into drugs anyways i mean mm, it wasn't my thing all that no i uh no i was the guy that had to Peeing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> for, for so everybody, so we could still have a crew. It was either that or I was going to have to do it all by myself right. when everybody got fired. Micron, <laughs> eight months in a row. Quinn, it's yeah. your turn. And you're like, why me all the time? Is it because I'm singing and happier? What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know if you get around that now. I know that my like my brother-in-law, shout out to Ray Lemieux, mm-hmm. he's the, the head honcho on the drilling rig back in Pennsylvania. And uh, they, they drug test like right there i mean i don't yeah. I, don't, I, I guess people i guess people can get around it but i don't know how they get around it nowadays i was working in colorado as a third year apprentice for uh heat and frost insulators and a big union job they took me up there and they're like you're a third year apprentice but uh we'll put you up on uh journeyman level and so my wages increased drastically just go to correct colorado which is Two and a half, three hours away oh, from yeah. there, you know what I mean? It's not very far. So it was the same as me traveling back and forth to Salt Lake, but I was getting more money and subsistence staying in hotels. Let's do it. And you didn't have to go to Salt Lake, which no. is a bonus. Hell yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's <laughs> goddamn roads full of wildlife. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. We uh, we have a family friend that has a hunting ranch over there. and we They're all hunters there. Yeah, and he's got, he's up to about 4,000 acres now. And I'll tell you, we we got, my son and I, we got headed over there one, we was going to go over the night before, but I got home late. So I said, we'll just go over in the morning. And all the way over, elk everywhere, all oh, yeah. over the place, all, you know, in the headlights. And, and we're trying to get over there by six in the morning when the sun comes up. Yeah. And we get over there and there's hardly any elk. And I just oh, drove shit. past thousands of them <laughs> driving yeah, over that, there. I think that's section two over there, the unit two. Yeah. Oh man, I guess it's a hard one to draw, but it's it's full of all kind of wildlife. But uh, no, I was up there and there was four hundred insulators on a job, and I was the apprentice. Wow! And this one guy from Albuquerque come in and he goes, and I'd worked for three or four months. He says, "Hey apprentice, I need you to piss in a bottle." So I don't know who the hell you are. He looked at me. He says, "What?" And when you're working those union jobs, it's almost like mafia sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I get over there and I was like, <laughs> I was talking to the journeyman that I was with, which had been in and out of prison, and he's like, "You don't need to piss in the bottle. I'll take care of it." The all the Denver guys that were part of that union told him to get his ass off that job. Our apprentice is not pissing for you. I was like, "Hell yeah, I like this shit." You know, I was having a good time. You know, <laughs> right on. 
But yeah, right those were different times. Uh, we had a guy pull up with a Toyota pickup, and they're like, you didn't buy American made. They flipped that son of a bitch on its side, and I was like, God damn, he spent a lot of money on that sucker, too. Holy you know? cow. Yeah. I worked with a guy that uh, his dad was a union something back in Philly, mm-hmm. and he was from Philly. Yeah. And he his dad got him a job in the union, and he, like his first day, he would sweep the floor or whatever. And he'd say, now what do you want me to do? And the guy's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not done yet. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He said, no, you're not. Anyways, long story short is he kept getting his jobs done too fast and asking for more work. And one day they oh yeah, they got him. Oh, yeah. Made him. I've seen both sides. They, uh, they told him to slow down. Yep. yep. <laughs> it didn't matter if he was done or not. He was They'll to, expect more to out of slow you. down because he was making them look bad. And, and, and when I was union, I uh, – I, uh, Notice that they don't work without a foreman, too. They'll stand around the gang box. Well, I guess the foreman's not here. And Yeah, he's hung over. Go to work. You guys know what you're doing for the day. You were doing the same shit yesterday. That's how I kept my job. But I do support them. I mean, um, the concept is great. We have HR programs out in the oil field and stuff like that. It's the same concept as working for the union. Actually, it's worse because uh, all the stipulations that – I mean, it's getting softer and softer, you know what I mean? I know. When you told me today they'd sent you home because the wind was too high, I was like, what? <laughs> well, they don't want people hurt. They don't want their equipment. Well. And I was like, huh. I remember working a workover rig on Smith's Oil Well, which turned into Western, mm-hmm. holding the damn blocks back as they'd come up so we could latch pipe. And working Derrick's, and you're going, wow, things have changed yeah. so much. Well, I mean, I can remember being up north of Rock Springs, and uh, the tool pusher run into town, and you'd come back, and he'd say, "Well, boys, the temperature on the clock, or the temperature at the bank down there, says that it's forty-five below zero. <laughs> you know, and we we're in, in the wind's blowing, mm-hmm. so it's even colder than that. Yeah, and hell, they didn't send us home. No, they just kept us going. <laughs> uh, Craig, Colorado. One of the last weeks I was up there, I, we got negative sixty-two, oh, and holy. they tell you." Two-hour show-up time, we'll pay you. And everybody's like, all right, let's go back to the bar. And I was like, well, I was fresh off a DUI. I was 21 years old. And I was like, I'm oh, not wow. going to go drink and drive. So I sat down there with them at the bar drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be everybody's designated driver. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we were. It's funny. And I had a little four-banger car that was cheap on gas, but none of their diesel started. So I was like, all right, let's jump in. Haul everybody to work, and they'd give me five bucks a day. I was making money off of them yeah. then. Well, that's back in, I'd have been on that drilling rig in 95, 96. And, you know, I was like everybody else. I got on drilling rig, and I bought me a top-of-the-line brand, brand new, new diesel. beautiful Dodge Power, or Ford Power. Show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it didn't want to start very good that day when it was 45 below zero yeah. either. So I got to, so then I decided I'd park it in between the, um, engine houses uh-huh. let that warm air and yeah. some guy came flying around in a forklift oh shit and it was the wind you know it was, it was uh blizzardy and he went and he couldn't stop and put that fork right through the bed of that new truck of mine uh so that was, and tony's mellowed out a little I bit still now had that truck come <laughs> think of it. back then the, oh. guy, the guy got knots on his head yeah yeah <laughs> Good times all the way around, you know. But then, but then I got married and got a mortgage and got a kid and all in that order. Uh-huh. And 
came back and started driving truck, and that's what I've been doing since. You know, I walked away from the oil fields, swore I wouldn't go back, and I did. <laughs> I, I, uh, <coughs> I'm never going to say never again because, I don't know, there's sometimes, there's some pretty good jobs pop up once in a while for people with experience, yeah. you know, and uh, I kind of like, I like right now, I kind of like doing what I'm doing, but maybe not forever, so, yeah. you know, I, never, I don't know. That's, we'll just have to see how things go. If in the I can future. get nine years, just good nine years, and then just become like the high school maintenance guy or something like that. <laughs> I could do something That's like that. That's what I'm kind of. My my wife, my wife's been at the telephone company for twenty six years, I think, and uh, she gets to retire. Oh shit! Pretty soon, I think, like in the next ten years or so, and so I'm just. As long as she doesn't leave me. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> You're like, we had, we had a good time, man. What the hell? I'm, I'm waiting for her to get that, and then I'm going to just go and do whatever I want to do at the time. <laughs> uh, I keep thinking that I'm going to fish more, but it keeps getting more and more expensive. It's like, god damn, fishing used to be the poor man's yeah, sport. Yeah, I know. But yeah, but, but yeah, like I said on that last podcast... People couldn't hear me. My wife. Oh, yeah. We've been together so long, and she decides to leave me. I'm going with her because there's too much to lose at this point in the game. <laughs> I did know a, an old insulator that did that. His wife divorced him, shacked up with another guy, and he's like, can I live with you? <laughs> I don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Moving in with mom and dad is not an option. <laughs> oh, Absolutely not. Yeah, um, I was actually talking to Jason Osler earlier today. Shout out to him, that asshole. Um, <laughs> I would talk to him today. I usually talk to him, but I haven't today. I talked to him a couple times a day. It just depends who's intercepting phone calls. And he's like, oh, i got to take this one right now. And you're like, okay, I was, I'm on the bottom of the list, Mr. Osler. But, uh, okay. but uh, we were talking about uh, experience in the oil field right now. And I think in our company, the youngest person that we have in our company is 26 27 years old wow and they're like contract pumpers you know i mean are they so, still so they still do the contract and they started doing they, that yeah you know i hate that i mean i'm sorry but no I, I just, i'm totally with you this is the way they get a training wage they pass or they fail and they don't have to recruit them and, and they don't know. have to pay all that insurance in between I, I mean i get it why they do it but i've been a contract pumper before uh-huh. and they just abuse the living hell out of you. Oh, yeah. They don't have to pay you overtime. No. They don't owe you anything for insurance. I mean, they. Oh, yeah. I think that you really gonna work someplace. You want to work someplace really bad to put up with six months of contract. And I think I kind of got it in my head that if they don't, you know, within ninety days, they don't, they know whether I'm hand or whether I'm not. And if they don't, no, I agree. Hire me, I agree. I'm out of here. But it's changed so much. Like the foreman now, he doesn't even have, he, he hasn't even done your job most of the time. They designate them because they have a higher education. Mm-hmm. And then they put them into situations where they're reading blueprints or engineering. And you're out there just doing your job. And, and I mean, it's good, it's bad. I mean, but uh, we started out as Rostabouts. Now the Rostabouts are the royalty. So it's flip-flopped. Really? So you had to get, make a hand as a rostabout to be able to b- become a pumper. Now you're entry level. Oh, well, here's your pumping job. Wow. And you're like, that's crazy to me. It is me too. 
Because, see, that was the problem when I was the truck pusher years ago for water trucks. Mm-hmm. Just get a guy up and going, and if he was a good guy, yeah, off to the pumpers he'd go, you know. And yeah. Why not? He, yeah. he, he, you you give know, him the option. We were working four on, two off, mm-hmm. 100 hours a day, mm-hmm. and as a pumper, they were working eight and six. And I mean, I get it. I, yeah. would, I would, too. But it was like, because like you say, when you got to work your way up, that doesn't sound like that's the case anymore. No, so um, they want more of an education. There's more kids that are engineers that just broke out into the oil field, never worked a day. They've been in college, and they're usually the ones you report to anymore. And you're like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> in a real world, we're getting old. That's kind of a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's all right, but I mean, times have changed. I mean, now you stop at the. Uh, convenience store and it's nine dollars for a goddamn breakfast burrito that oh, I know. T- costs 50 cents to make i remember i used to smoke yeah me too i haven't smoked for probably 15 years but i remember a pack of cigarettes would cost two dollars and 12 years. cents yeah me too two dollars and 12 cents for a pack of camel lights yep camel lights. And i don't know what they cost now but it's a hell of a lot more than two dollars nine dollars or something like that jesus jeez yeah. <laughs> almighty so those guys I'd go in there habit just for that oh yeah <laughs> they go and buy money. a can of chew a breakfast burrito something for lunch and then later on they might even stop back in there to grab something else we got the speedy goat out there right nah, next to our that's shop true. <laughs> that's true <laughs> plus they have that they used to um Oh, there's a pizza joint there. Oh, the best pizza in the world. They're in Mighton. They moved City to City Park. Duchesne. They used to deliver out there to the Gosp. Yeah. When I'd be out there loading crude yeah. oil. Yeah. <laughs> they deliver. They bring their little smart car out in the middle of the oil field. Yeah. It's like 12 bucks from Duchesne still. Yeah. Um, I screwed up. I ordered pizza on the way home because I was like, I'm going to take some pizzas to the house. So I called it in. And I figured I'll drive from the field to Mighton, pick this up, and head home. I get down there and it's out of They're business. <laughs> so I called the lady. I was like, uh, "We got a problem." She's like, "We'll meet you in Bridgeland if you want." And I was like, "Nah, I think I'm going to pass on your pizza wow. right now." <laughs> yeah, because that's darn. That's too bad. I didn't know. I mean, I did know, but yeah, I'd go in there and I'd get dispatched to go load the the goss for everybody that doesn't know what that is. That's the some. What is it? I forgot. <laughs> Green River Oil. Big nice facility, Green River Oil. I can't remember. I I I can't remember either. Anyways, I, a nice place to load. Because there's the gospel, there's the grow. There's oh, they made more now. Okay. Yeah, but they they'd come out and they'd have a pizza. And I'm like, where'd you get that? And it's oh, City Park just dropped Shit, it off. Yeah. Do you want a piece? I'm like, hell yeah, I want a piece. That's good stuff. We kept them in business. I wonder if they get as much business in Duchesne as they did with us. I don't time. know. But of course, we changed companies, and when we changed companies. They weren't giving us lunches and stuff. COVID hits and nobody's eating anymore. Right. <laughs> I think we've had two barbecues since. That damn COVID really. That's changed a lot. I hope we're starting to finally come out of that a little bit. I'm over it. I've been over it for a long time. <laughs> and I got it coming back from Mexico. We just, um, we just went on a cruise and uh, it wasn't too bad. But I just don't like wearing a mask. No. I'll, I mean, I. I guess it's the respectable thing to do, but it's like I've had it three times, I think, for sure twice. Yeah. And I've been boosted too. And I was like, Oh, I've had all my shots. It was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just, I'm moving on. Yeah. It's kind of how I am too. 
And they talking about another variant coming out, and I was like, oh, well, we'll see how that works. Yeah. We'll just keep working because uh, that's what I did last time. <laughs> well, I, me, truck driver. I, yeah. just, I mean, I didn't get no time off for COVID. I, yeah. I was, in fact, we got busier. <laughs> yeah. People wanting us to keep rocking and rolling, you know. So yeah. people want groceries, whether there's a pandemic going on or not. Of course, I don't haul groceries, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? A lot of. Still it's, a lot it's of movement. Crazy though. I mean, you, then, we're seeing the impact at the grocery store because of it. Yeah, I um, I'm starting to worry that um, it's going to be better. See, like I, right now, I'm making a ton of money. Yeah, because the pandemic screwed everything up in the supply chain. So they're running, and, running, and we're just going like crazy. But nice. there's that starting to get figured out, uh-huh. and so I'm expecting prices to start coming down, and then. You know we're going to slow the economy now. Now with raising interest rates and the things that are going on, yeah. so right now there's way too many, um, way too many loads and not enough trucks. Mm-hmm. But it's going to start going the other direction, which will be good for the American people, maybe because yeah. it won't cost. Well, I don't know. You got five dollar gallon diesel. Wow, it, nothing price of nothing's going to go down. <laughs> I've seen some until <laughs> that gets figured out. This is what it costs to fill up my semi. It's like over a thousand bucks. You're like son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I um, my semi hold three hundred gallons. Wow. And if I, you know, I mean, I can't use all, but I'll put on two hundred and fifty gallons sometimes, and it's at five dollars. Oh you're yeah. You're looking at thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars worth of. At the you go in, <laughs> you go in to pay for it, and some lady's standing there, you know. We'll give you a hat. 55, you just 50, <laughs> she'll bring it up. They'll bring it up, and so they'll be like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "Have hey, just filled Can up, I get a can of chew? Filled too? up a diesel." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Oh my lord, how much it costs!" And shout, "I think it's horrible to pay sixty bucks." And I said, "Well, that'll that'll get me a long ways. I'll get fifteen hundred miles on that." Yeah, still. So. Ouch, man. So yeah, I, uh, I'm paying freight for a hot tub cover right now because the basin sun. Eight mine up. Oh no! <laughs> I need a hot tub. I need a hot tub. That oh, great. I love it, man. Days I go to work, I, I sit in it before I go to work. So cool. It's well worth it. Nope. Everybody's heading home from the oil field. It says. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, right on. Right on. Yeah, uh, I've been chasing tumbleweeds out of the backyard, cleaning this place up. God damn, this wind is. I went ferocious. to Vernal this morning. And I, uh, I was going to take my pickup, and I'm like, no, I need to get the oil changed in my wife's, my wife's car. So I decided to take her car, and I feel bad now because all the way coming back, tumbleweed after tumbleweed after tumbleweed. I was hitting tumbleweed, and then I got to, you know, where there was <laughs> sand and gravel, and she, her car got peppered with, that wind today is just unbelievable. And I'm like, I wish I'd have took my pickup because it's a little bit They said older. it's supposed to get uh, uh, better. You know, uh, tomorrow, but uh, right now it's like 50 to 50 mile an hour gusts. It's been a while since I've seen the wind blow like this. Yeah. That I can remember. That sauna out there, it picked it up two years ago, moved it. And I was really? like, you got to be kidding me. It's a thousand pound <laughs> sauna. That's funny. <laughs> Ripped all the wiring out, the 220 and everything. I had to go and rewire the shit. We got to. We got a new house that sits on the edge of a hill, and I'm just glad that the wind don't blow the other way from east to west. Oh no, so shit! <laughs> Wake up in the bottom. Of the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jeez, that'd be crazy. Well, you know, I figured 
you'd never move to places that are plateaued hills. After living here, it's like, if I have to move, if it's got a plateau hill, go the other way. That's what I moved to, is a plateau hill right up on Page Bench. Yep. That's a good area over there, though. I like it over there. I do. I it's a lot. Uh, I like it a lot better where I come from. My my backyard was the number nine um, or the number ten. Oh, was tea it? box? Okay. And uh, I just I didn't like living over there. It was time to move. Chip it, shot. Too, too much house. No, you know. I mean, I didn't really care if golf balls hit my house because I. The golf course was there before I bought the house. Yeah. You know, most people are, I mean, you get some little ding-dongs, but most people are decent and they try not to hit your house. Yeah. It's an accident, you know. A lot of people are courteous. They're like, can we come in your backyard and get our ball? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. If you don't Here's get the it, I'll run, if you don't get it, I'll run it over <laughs> so you might as well come get it. But mm-hmm. I just, um, you know, we, my son raced motocross, so we was always putting in new parts or new engines or whatever and yeah. running up and down and the, the neighbors didn't like it and then then my son decided he was going to get a some hound dogs and he was going to be a oh yeah I've been a cougar and bear hunter and <laughs> so he had to keep them yeah, I'm like, where are you going to put them? They're, you can't have them in the neighborhood up here. Why good hell, that sucker, I can hear it through the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he'd bring them home once and just, just being at the house for an hour or two, people people whined and so it was just and then when the kids moved away you know we're sitting there in a big house nobody there i'm like we were thinking of downsizing before we even got an offer and yeah so this works out good now we got a little house so we went from a big house with no lot no property to mm-hmm. a small house with property and i love yeah. it it's great and that's I, why i moved deer here. we got deer coming through the backyard all i, I love fall. oh hell yeah they just they migrate right through our backyard and it's pretty cool. So I grew up eight miles east of Mighton out in the middle of nowhere land. But I mean, it, uh, that's cool out there, though. It was nice. Mosquitoes were horrible growing up. Now the tribe has taken most of the land down there. So my dad's still out there, but uh, you don't get much of the wildlife like you used to. We do see a few moose and stuff like that. That's cool out there, though. I I used to go. I don't know if they let you go through back through there now. But a few years ago, when I was hauling crude oil, I'd turn and go. Back behind to get over to Leland Bench. Yeah, they've got that, that new highway now back yeah. there. So I, uh, you can hit sixty on that second. <laughs> <laughs> Wave at mom and dad as you yeah, go by. That's cool, but yeah, there there'd be a lot of elk and deer hanging out in them cornfields. You always had to watch out for them. Yeah, make sure they don't step out in front Steve of Steve Hamburg. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And, uh, I learned something today about Pennsylvania. You were talking about it early. Do you know you can't hunt on Sunday in Pennsylvania? Yep. I had no idea that, that kind of that, shit existed. That state and Michigan. Michigan's the same way. That's why Ted Nugent hates his home state so bad, because he can't hunt on Sundays. I, I listened to the Meat Eater podcast today with Ted Nugent. As, did, he, did he say? I think it was Michigan. Maybe it's only I don't know. But yeah, I thought Michigan. Mich- but, I mean, he's Michigan, Pennsylvania, and everything. But, you know, I like a lot of his views, and then sometimes he's just so goddamn radical, you're like, oh my good God, <laughs> Uncle Ted. <laughs> I'm, uh, I lean pretty far to the right, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I enjoy Uncle Ted. So. He, he's fine, I mean, but the thing <laughs> is, is when he, when he talks, he's got an educated view on what I, he's talking cool, about exactly. it's exactly he's not just straightforward some... he's not bullshitting you this is the way it is but even even uh uh steve Rinella, he'll, he'll be like 
well, I don't see the same view as you do on this. And I was like, well, good for you, Steve. You know what I mean? Not everybody's going to let somebody just walk over them on it. But, uh, yeah. I, uh, I've got friends that are liberal. i got friends that are right. I got. I mean, I just, you know, and not everybody. It's good that not everybody agrees, you know. Well, as long as we can get along. Exactly. But, I mean, I got liberal views too far, yeah. you know. I mean, on both sides, probably. Yeah. Um, well, I can see way on the liberal side some of the stuff. It's agitated me. And I don't lean either way. I'm just like, this is Quinn. I'm going to make my decision off of how I feel and what my life. Well, that I guess I shouldn't say I lean to. Uh, no, I probably lean to the right. <laughs> but I, but <laughs> I bend to the right. A lot of stuff is just common. You know, a lot, a lot of stuff's common sense, and I don't think you get too far to one side or the other, and they lose the common sense. It's like exactly in the middle is you know. The closer to the common sense. Exactly. So. I just seen so many people so worked up, so worked up, hating each other. And you're like, you guys used to be good friends, and now you hate each other because this guy says this, he likes this in his family, and you don't. Yeah. Now you're I no good son with, of a bitch. I get that with my own sisters. Yeah. <laughs> they think I'm, sometimes they look at me like I'm straight from hell. <laughs> Some of the things I think and say yeah. and believe. You know? I'm, looking, I'm looking at them like, how can you guys with master's education degrees be so dumb? But anyways, that's just yeah. that's how it is, and, and you know it, it is what it is. But well, we didn't go to college. We probably didn't get brainwashed. I didn't want to go to college. Did I you? didn't even know it was an option. I, you know, I, <laughs> I was, went to trade school. I, I remember I had a conversation one time with my dad. I think we were up. Uh, we were hunting. I'm uh-huh. not sure elk or deer or whatever. But he's like, you know, if you well, first he's like, um, "What's your plans?" And I said, uh, "You know, I'm probably just gonna hit Uncle Mark up for that drilling rig job." Yeah. And he's like, "So you're not gonna go to college?" And I said, "I don't really want to." Yeah. He says, "Well, you know, that's up to you." He said, "I'll pay for it or help you pay for it if you decide to." There's a way. So don't think that you can't go. And I was like, "I just don't want to." Maybe in a year or two. I hated school, and well, that's how I was. Yeah. I didn't. I'm like, well, I don't want to sign up. And I need pay to get out of this. I need to this. graduate. I need to get out of this. Yeah. I got to find something else to do. That's how I was. I mean, I was the guy that was trying to figure out how to lie on my birth certificate so they'd hire me at 17 to get <laughs> get to get out of there. You know, but I mean, but I stuck it through and got my diploma. My mom made me <clears throat> promise that I would just stick it through and get my. So I got my diploma and I waited, but. You know, my senior year was a complete joke. It was. I, I mean, I had all my credits, and uh, we were all working jobs from part yeah. of the morning and hitting the afternoon. Yeah, you know, I'd go to school in the morning, and then I'd get out and I'd go to. I worked at Val's Body Shop from noon to uh, five. I was at Palmer's Monday through Friday, and that was cool. I mean, you know, for a high school kid working Monday through Friday, getting off at five o'clock instead yeah. of because I was bagging groceries till eleven o'clock at night down at at uh, the grocery store mm-hmm. there. So, anyways, that was pretty cool. But yeah, when I graduated, I, I just, I hadn't been graduated a week, and away I went. And you know, and you start making a paycheck and being on your own. And I'm like, I don't want to go to college. But then I got my, you know, like my two kids, they wanted to go to college. Yeah. And, and they're having fun, and it's it's working out for them. So it's just what people want, but. Well, anymore, I think that they got the wrong idea of college. College is a, just a big, expensive hotel that everybody's going to to party. And if you were to go to focus like trade schools, 
you're focusing on what you want to right now. So why not start initiating college 101s in, in ninth grade? See, that's my son. He's kind of he's a little bit spun out right now because he's he's down in Cedar City. We're gonna training. lose the door, I think, here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's cinder block. I cannot believe. It. <laughs> he's down in Cedar City and he's training to be a helicopter pilot, and he just got his classes for the next semester, and he's got to take uh, like some history, and and I, he's like, Dad. What the hell do I need to know about the fall of Rome in order to fly this oh, helicopter? Okay. I agree. You know, I, he says, but I want the degree. So, anyway, but yeah, so they'll commingle that stupid shit into. My son was taking billiards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I mean, some of the classes he has to take on the side, like personal finance and, and, and nutrition and stuff. I get that, but I don't. Why can't you just pay to learn how to fly a helicopter and keep all the others oh, on the side? You know, so I think. Why, why do you need to take a cool. summer off? Yeah, we're going to college now. This isn't school. This no. isn't for a career. This I want to. I want to get a keep crash course. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. My apprenticeship even was that way. Well, summer's coming around. Three months, spring break, and you're like, "What's well, this shit, man? I still have to go to work tomorrow." I was say, what do you expect me to do for three months? I'm going to be doing something. Well, I might as well be doing. This. Yeah, and it's on the job you training. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a. But I, I, you know, there's a, there's a documentary. That uh, we were watching the other day, and it's about student loans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically, and I, I believe a lot of it, basically colleges are, you know, unless you're going to go be a doctor or a lawyer, but the the majority of these people, they're turning out to be, I mean, who doesn't have a business administration? Business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you get, in you business? Know, yeah, I mean, it's like... Really? It's like talking to a stripper. You spent fifty grand to go and be just like everybody else. Come on, do something. <laughs> Set yourself apart. You know? Exactly. And, and but I think too many people are scared to work. Nobody wants to go out and like we were talking earlier, forty five degrees below zero. Uh-huh. To to make. I mean, I was I was eighteen years old and I was making twenty seven fifty an hour uh-huh. on that drilling rig. And we were getting forty hours overtime and forty four hours or forty hours of regular time and forty four hours of overtime. You do the math on that was a pretty good wage back in nineteen ninety six. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not you know not a lot nowadays, but back then that was a lot of freaking money. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, people don't want to. I've roused about it. People don't want to come home covered in crude oil. No. But that's the shovel thing. Shoveling oil. You know, I don't. I've never thought the oil field was bad because I've made good money. My family's made good money. Uh, it, you earn it, but not really. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't ever feel like I was worked completely to death out there. Sometimes I was cold and miserable. But oh, I, when I was welding, I had late nights. But yeah, and when I operate compressors, it's you're called out all times of the night. You know, you're like, okay, we're gone. Yeah, I'm gone now. <laughs> yeah. But you're compensated for it. Exactly. It's good. Um, this last go around, uh, the company started putting their thumb a little bit more on you. They're like, we're not giving any overtime, so let's comp it out. And, I mean, you come out and you're like, well, when I comp it out, it's time and a half. No, 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 no. No, we're comping out. Hour for hour. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I worked 40 hours. Anything over that, my compensation's time and a half. You bet. You bet. <laughs> so I'm taking that much time off. But, no, they did a lot of that kind of stuff, and you don't have a choice. You don't when it slows down. Yeah, it's like, when okay. When it swings okay. the other way, you can kind of, you know. When they That's how I got my CDL. When they can't find enough guys. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the same old story. It's supply and demand. Supply when times demand. were good, 
running a welding truck uh, for them, they uh, said you need to have CDL. But when times are good, you can like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And then times all at once just fell off, and, they, and the, I mean, oil was like down to $19 a, a barrel. They're like, you need to get your CDL. Sign me up. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> me and Theron Zufeld driving around a belly dump. It's, a, it's funny how they can, they know. They know when people need their job and when they don't, I yeah. guess. But. It's micromanaged now. It's 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 a lot different than it used to be. The good old days where you got to wear shorts, throw a pair of coveralls on, and no hard hats, I short was, sleeve cutoffs, nothing. I got called the other day from a recruiter. Wanting to because I've hauled crude oil. I hauled crude oil for 17 years. And they were wanting to know if I was willing to come back and... Uh, they started telling me, you know, all their good, all their good benefits and their pay, which mm-hmm. is good in my. It actually is good. Yeah. But then they started telling me all the training, and I'm like, really? After 17 years, you guys don't think? But there's mandatory months worth of training, and then there's there's safety, and there's yeah, there's all these human resources. So you make sure you don't say you know bad words to the secretary and make wrong. And I mean, all this shit. Oh you yeah, go I go through, through this, and it's like, no. I'm good. I'm just going to stay done. I mean, I just don't want to go through all that because my first crude oil job, they brought me through the door and said, here's the paperwork. Here's a copy of what you need to put in. Uh, so-and-so is going to go with you, show you how to load it. Yeah. The next day he's going to come watch you and have a good time. And that was it. That was the end of it. No training really. No, just, yeah. you know, and we, I was on night shift. And we'd all be standing out there at the refinery in our shorts and, and uh, no hard hats, T-shirts, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just out there having a good old time unloading. Shit, you get caught out there now with just T-shirt and shorts. They i got to wear a monitor. I have to. <laughs> yeah, <wear. laughs> H2S monitor. Yeah. Oh, I'm wearing a four-way with a GPS, and if you oh, fall really? down, it's got a man overboard on it and everything. Oh, Holy yeah. cow. Wow. I think in my pickup truck, I have four... Uh, phone subscriptions just for those gps's and my telephone and ipad and holy moly wow yeah and you know think about how much money you guys are putting into us going to work and gps in the truck and and wow that adds up you definitely know that the accountants and the lawyers run this country yeah <laughs> no the pharmacists yeah <laughs> all them all them rules and re- which i don't know i did we really kill that many people back in the day? I, we must have. I, I guess so. <laughs> Man alive. Crazy. Yeah. There's more beer in that uh, cooler behind you if okay. you want some. You're more than welcome to it. I have it. to take my headphones off. Yeah, you can talk. we can hear you as you talk anyway. Okay. So most of these podcasts, you can actually just talk, but I like hearing you guys this way. <laughs> I think it's uh, operating equipment and, and uh, running grinders and shit. My hearing, I've lost quite a bit of it, so... Banquet. The old banquet bear at Kurs. So you got a couple mountain bikes around? Yeah, the wind's too, but we're going to have to get hand kites, I think, before too long, the way it is. <laughs> I was pretty avid at 35 years old hitting those things. Here, I got it. Okay. I got it for you. I'll just put right there in the bucket. I need to get, I need to get an in-shape hobby. I don't get. I don't burn too many calories. That one's more expensive than than uh, motocross. Is it really? <laughs> wow. Damn tires are eighty five bucks on them. Damn. Yeah. 
shock absorbers, 400 brakes or 200. I mean, it's just my uh, my son, he was like, I need to get a mountain bike down here at college. And I'm like, oh, all right, go grab one. I said, I'll send you a little bit of money. And he's like, I'm gonna now they're like 2,500 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, for a pedal bike? Holy shit. <laughs> that was 2,500. That was 4,500. And now, now they're 10 grand. Oh, my God. So you're like, wow, I'm out of that one. <laughs> That's what he said. And I said, I said, shit, I'll just throw another two on it and you can get you a Harley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna... Or a, or a uh, Yamaha or something to run around. If a mountain bike that costs that much, that's crazy. I was going to get a side-by-side, and I started looking at them, and then you start building this and that, and, and old uh, Jason's like, hey, you got to get the talent. Check that out. I started looking at it, and I was like, man, I'm up to $40,000 on that sucker by the time I got it built. I, I was like... Maybe I'll start over with my three-wheelers. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> those talons are nice. They're beautiful. They're, my brother-in-law's got one, too. I just got a, a Can-Am, and I mm-hmm. love that thing. And uh, I bought it in 2019. It was only 14000 but I think it's gone up. There's $36,000 now. I'm not <laughs> well, shitting you. That was brand new for that thing at fourteen five. My son's been looking for a Toyota Tacoma just a used one. One with uh, 280,000 miles on it. It's like a 2009. They want uh, almost $25,000 for the damn thing. And you're like, God damn, they're worn out. Holy moly. They're good hunting trucks, though. My son's been trying to get me to sell that 99 Ford Power Stroke. He's like, Dad, there's people out there that want that truck. That's 7.3. Yeah. Yeah, They want that one. This is the first time it's been driven in three months. I just decided to fire it up today to bring it down here. And he's like, instead of letting that thing just sit there, you ought to sell it. And I'm like, yeah, but that's going to cost me sixty grand to replace it. They're and, 90. And, I mean, you can see how much I'm using it when I haven't drove it for two or three months. I yeah. Mean, I'll bet I don't put 2,000 miles a year on that side. Uh, that Tundra is the same way. I got it outside the garage because I'm refinishing a dresser for my daughter. But, um, yeah, I bought that in 2012. It's only got 60,000 miles on it. Wow. So, I mean. I say, he's like, well, if you're not going to sell it, let's build it. I'm like, it's already built. It's got wheels and tires on it. Yeah, we don't need to jack shit up. Like, well, we're not 16 anymore. <laughs> He's like, no, we can do this and this, and we can put turbos, and we can do these marine injectors. And I'm like, I bought a no. jacked up pickup from uh, Sean McDonald in high school. Oh, yeah? Yeah, his old Ford Country Girl that set on the back. Ranger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought that sucker. <laughs> and, man, I think that thing only got about 11 miles to a gallon. Uh, that's, the, uh, oh, man. It was, it that's was funny. Bad shape. We all had cool pickup trucks back in the day. I, When I got married, I had a 1990 Z71 oh, yeah. short wheelbase, step side yeah. pickup. And I, I've had a lot of nice trucks over the years. I wish I had some of them back. Dude, I, I, I remember some of the high school kids that drive the old, you know, 82 Chev that was jacked up, 35-inch tires, and you're going... You sold that sucker, man. That thing's worth more money than the brand new it one. It is. is <laughs> I know. Yeah. I had I had that 77 Shiv that had a 35-inch tire. Me and Forrest Tingy, shout out to Forrest, we we uh, decided one day we were going to lift that sucker because he had one just like it. We're uh-huh. going uh-huh. to lift them both. So we lifted them up. We put 35-inch tires. And mine had a 400 small block engine. And I get like six miles of the gallon because yeah. it had full time, couldn't take it out of four wheel drive. Yeah. I, it, anyways, and I was looking the other day at, a, at those square bodies are bringing in some money nowadays. For oh, those, yeah. For those older style trucks like that. Yeah. 
So you can't touch the goddamn things, man. They, I, they twenty grand, no problem. You're like, didn't even cost that some. It didn't cost twenty grand brand new. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what. Um, my son and I were talking about that Ford out there. He said, with that 7.3, like it is, he said, God, he, he said, you could probably get 15, 16,000. I said, that thing brand new was only 25. Yeah, and they I get said, 21 you know, miles to a gallon on those it, sons of It does good. It's a good truck. Yeah, you can't beat that. Like that's, that. that's the reason why people want them, and like they have a truck. lot of power. My dad's got one. Yeah, and then I... Um, His is a 94. A lot of people don't like him because they're like, oh, it won't start when it's cold. It won't start... Don't plug them in. Either that one has a lot of compression or everything's just perfect because even if I don't plug it in, it'll still start. I have to yeah. glow plug it twice, but it'll still fire up. If My I welding accidentally trucks, forget 6.0s. And as soon as they told me to start plugging them in at work, I couldn't get the sucker to start ever. So I had quit doing it. I was like, they get addicted to that shit. They, yep. Big yeah. trucks will get addicted to ether. Yeah, they, they you know it's you, weird how that works. They, 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 you know you have to if you got to ether them once or twice. It's yeah, people you better get, plan on it. They get addicted to it too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I like a good shot of ether now and then. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I looked into those seven point three liters for a little while there, and, and there's a guy at work that came from Butterfield Ford that I work with. He loves working on those trucks. Really. This is one of his favorite engines. And I was like, oh, interesting. Now, what are they, 6.7s? They are 6.7s now. And that, They're beautiful that, trucks, That's man. a good engine, though, because this, the 6.0 and the 6.4 were not good engines. Mm-mm. And then the 6.7 that they came off the 11 is a good engine. But I had, I just put, I put injectors in that one, and I did it, me and my son did it ourselves. Uh-huh. My daughter helped, too, but... And it was kind of a pain, but it wasn't that bad. You know, I mean, it, it was an all-day thing yeah. getting in there. But it wasn't too bad because there's no; those are still simple. You know, there's not a bunch of computers that are. I mean, there exactly. is, but they're not like today. You no, know? it doesn't have all of that crap that you gotta. Like my big truck, if I put a turbo in it, I gotta have a laptop. Well, not oh, yeah. but yeah, somebody yeah, else do. had to, <laughs> to calibrate that turbo. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like. Back in the day, if we lost a turbo, we just hurried and pulled over to the side of the road and took about an hour and stuck a new one on there. Yep. Not now. That's the way our cats are at work. We're yeah. So. Yep. I, uh, I'm i not that smart. I, I have a uh, plug-in one that you buy from Japan that tells you the codes. But <laughs> I need to get one. I I, I was going to buy like a $300 one. It was, it was nice. It did everything. And... One guy commented on a forum. He's like, dude, all you need is this $40 one. Well, it took three months from Japan to get it. But it does everything other than saves the coats. So all I need to know is what's the matter with it. And then and I've used it on multiple vehicles. Well, that's cool. I need one of them because... It's 40 bucks. Yeah, it was I, good. I, uh, but they're not made for I don't pieces. know. I... I fancy myself as a mechanic until I start doing mechanic shit, and then I don't. I lose interest, <laughs> and I just like you know what? Somebody at Cummins will fix this for me. I'm just gonna yeah. limp it out there and get it done. So I was a Ford guy growing up, and then uh, um, I watched a brother-in-law beat the shit out of his Toyotas, and they still went down the road, and they never lost value. So I started uh, buying Toyota pickups, 
And then I bought my kids a Toyota 4Runner to go to high school in, mm-hmm. which was their party machine, you know. <laughs> it's sitting out here. They, my daughter rolled it in uh, Parley's Canyon. Oh, no. No, Daniel's Canyon. And uh, she didn't have a vehicle down in the city. My dad had a uh, 96 Toyota Tacoma that he blew the motor in. Oh, wow. And Well, the head gasket had warped and shit, all that. So he was going to fix it, and then he decided to buy another pickup. And I was like, what are you doing with that? Because your parts are interchangeable. It's like the old Chevys, the old Fords. Right. Yeah, not. And so I started working on it. You know, I didn't need any special tools at all. I think I the only thing that I had to buy was like a 22-millimeter Allen wrench oh. to take the axle. But I swapped all the axles, um, the lockers, everything off that forerunner, put it in that Tacoma. That's cool as hell. Yeah, and then they sold it to the guy that owns uh, uh, Beto's out here in Ballard. Huh. He he runs it. So, but after Mechanicon, I was like, they know their shit. I'm gonna start trying to learn how to work on these ones better. Right you know. On. So, I've thought about a toilet. I, I kind of I've got that big truck there for you know heavy grunt work. Mm-hmm. I've thought about getting a. I had a little. Uh, GMC Canyon mm-hmm. with that new little dur- uh, baby Duramax in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I, uh, I, I love that truck. But when everything started going crazy, I got six thousand dollars more than I paid for it because it was just <laughs> sitting there too. So I sold it. But I was thinking of a Toyota. I, I just I like those little trucks for when you're just running around town. And, yeah, I got that Tacoma uh, out there. The uh, sun's been eating the damn clear coat off the top of it because it's 2006 but i hunt in that i go everywhere in that sucker i I like that smaller tacoma than i like the tundra really yeah i like those little trucks to run around town just for you know because like that uh that's my side by side like that 7.3 it's it's cool and all but just to run down the grocery store and back hell it doesn't get warm in, no. in the winter, <laughs> time you leave the house, go down and come you back, see your you're still all freezing the to death. You know, I, <laughs> I ran that sucker little, for little, 45 minutes. Small, little tiny, small four or six cylinder will get warm before you get to the stoplight. Not like that yeah. big old lugger. I'm glad. I'm glad that I had the opportunity to buy the trucks that I did. Now I'm just like, I'll die before I buy a new one. That's kind of where I'm at. Man. Same with the house. Yeah. I'm not going to buy any more. I'm here. We'll just fix I'm, this I'm, one up. I figure I'm, I turned 46 in October. I'm not quite oh, over the hill, but I'm I got the 46. There. Me and Je- Osler, 46 <laughs> this month, last month. Yeah. Damn I'm, it. Uh, and I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is as good as it's going to get for me. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to start concentrating on helping out my kids because they're going to need it with everything. I mean, I agree. These poor bastards staring down a $400,000 mortgage on a starter home. On a starter home. I, I don't. <laughs> Poor suckers. Look at what we've done to them. It's like, geez. My uh, son bought one up towards the new park. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, overpaid because you can't find a home. No. But you can't pay for the rent. And then where he was living in Vernal, the lady's like, I'm going to sell this townhouse that you're living in. And he's like, okay, well, when your contract's up, it's for sale. You can buy it if you want. And he's like, why do I want a townhouse if I'm going to buy? Right. So he bought that house up there. uh, um, It's just below uh, just the Constitution Park. It's a nice area. 
Yeah, it's a good it, place. It's and I mean it's a dead end street, so it's it's quiet, you know. But I just remember that being the ritzy snob hill there, and now it's a uh, now it's like run down. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, all those voicey cascade houses, the split levels. And, that's me. I grew up on the the mean streets of the east side of Roosevelt there. Yeah. And uh, I go down to my old neighborhood where I grew up. You know, back then that was all brand new subdivisions. And yes. Now it's, you know, I mean, I, but that's 40 I years a, ago. I bought a house two blocks away from that, my first house. From where I grew up? Right oh, yeah. I remember McDonald's. right there on the corner, huh? Right behind McDonald's. Yeah. There. But uh, that was an old house, man. I, I paid $28,000. For in 1995. Wow. Yeah. I turned around and sold it to Colby Kill for $76,000. That'd be a hell of a rental to have nowadays, wouldn't it? I wouldn't want it again. <laughs> it's one of those I look <laughs> back and work. I was like, I'm so glad I'm not in that. So it wasn't bad. Um, the problem with that house is it was built before um, they had washer and dryers in the house. Oh. So when they decided to do it, they put the washer upstairs and the dryer downstairs. Oh, wow. Because it had an old coal furnace at one time. <laughs> and so I ended up putting a sump pump in and doing all this plumbing and doing all my handicrafty shit from growing up on a farm and, and re-sheet rocking, retiling, build a new bathroom, all kinds of shit that I did in that house. And I was like, let's go leave it. Right. Well, the house, <clears throat> the first house my wife and I bought was a double wide up in Mountain Home. And no, uh, we paid seventeen thousand, something like that. I can't remember. Anyway, it wasn't very much. And I loved living up there. She hated it because she'd come straight from Salt Lake. Yeah, <laughs> but that I, is I, out in the country. That's what we did. It was. It was like if you needed a gallon of milk on Sunday, it was an hour drive downtown to get yep. you a gallon. You know, I, I remember she was trying to build a birthday cake or something and needed to have it done. And no milk, <laughs> and she went and it was wrong. Anyway, so. I remember I have to come clear down to Roosevelt. I mean, it's a it's a journey to come clear from Mountain Home. We just lived about two miles to the uh, west southwest of the store there in Mountain yeah. Home, and uh, you had Moon Lake right up the road. Yeah, and, uh, that was all right. I loved it. I snowmobiled right out of the front driveway. <laughs> but then we moved to town, and the house we bought was um, oh, Rick Nelson lived there when we were in high school. And anyway, it's right on the corner of Skyline Drive in the Cove Road. Okay. We bought that, and uh, my parents are living there now. But anyways, that's how that house was. Is it was Everything was an add-on. I remember when your dad was with the police department. Yeah. Sixth grade. We had Mrs. Frazier together, didn't we? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. They brought the dare truck or something. I can't remember. But they sat down and passed around all the drugs in, in class. Yeah. They're like, this is what cocaine looks like. You're like, holy shit. Marijuana. I can't hold that. I can't hold yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I got to do, that year, I got to do a science project um, showing how they test to see if marijuana is real. Mm-hmm. And my dad always had to, he had to be there because, you know, like, <laughs> it was real marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, dumping these chemicals, it was pretty cool back then but yeah he um i can't remember when he quit being a cop what year it was it's been a long time ago though that was then I, he was just barely i think he was getting ready to retire or something like that from police no he got um he got in trouble because uh there's this die that you put on um dollar bi- or hundred dollar bills yeah and and so if people steal the money um it turns people's and yeah. purple and blue. <laughs> anyway, so, so for April Fools, he spread that dye 
in the men's bathroom and in uh, the uh, city commissioner's office and the mayor's office, and they blew a fucking gasket. Because <laughs> they, they were purple for weeks. <laughs> Couldn't wash it off. Uh, and so basically he... Um, Basically, it boiled down to they were really they were mad and 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 he can be doing them kind of jokes and and he's like you know what I don't want to do this anymore anyway so he yeah. kind of a you either move on pal or or exactly or you're, you're not gonna <laughs> like your job after this point <laughs> so anyways yeah no so that's what happened there I could never do it man work as a cop I'd hate to be a cop I, I hated when my dad was a cop I yeah. mean talk about never. He would have been home more if he was in the oil field and made a hell of a lot yeah. more money. I mean, they don't get paid anything. They're no. constantly on call. They're, you know, and, and then plus there's, they see a lot of, the older my dad gets, the more he's kind of opens up a little bit. And, and starts talking. It's almost like going to Vietnam or yeah, war, you know. You know, there's some stuff that happens in the criminal element, you know, with child abuse and things. That yeah. It's just, it's just horrible. And no, it, I agree. And if you have to see it you know day in and day out like dead bodies from accidents yeah. yep. and the, just just the ugliness that people do yeah. towards Gives each you some other nightmares. it's just like you know why oh, yeah. why I, being the son of a cop and seeing what's going on those guys should make millions to do that job in my opinion yeah it's i have like, no God, interest yeah I, I, I would not <laughs> i got guys all no the time we're like I could get on right now. They're paying pretty good down there at the jailhouse and everything. I was like, have at it, dude. I yeah. More power to you. I'm not interested at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's a job where you're you're either dealing with the lowest common denominator of human being or you're trying to help somebody that's had to deal with the lowest common exactly. denominator. I mean, it, so there's no, there's it's not very awkward. many silver linings down there in no. being a cop. It's like, know? oh, this is not great. I, no, I'm good. No, my hat's off to those guys. I... My hat's off to the cops. My hat's off to the highway patrol. DOT, screw them. I hate them. I, they're they're not for real. They're just a they're just a taxing entity. But everybody else that's actually putting their life on the line, other than somebody just giving a truck driver a ticket, hats off to them. Yeah, so, I like how they, they point. Hey, you got to pull over, and you're like, I haven't even done anything wrong yet. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's inspect your truck, and you're like. I didn't want to inspect. I got a job to do today, man. Why am I got to pull over? I haven't even done anything. I had a DOT cop pull me over one time. And I'm like, I just had this in level one two days ago. Mm-hmm. I said, so everything's going to be good. And I had the sticker and everything to show that everything was cool. And you know what he said? I can find something wrong with a brand new truck, son. <laughs> so just chill out. Yep. So Thank you. Thank you, buddy, for everything one of these you do. Days, one of these days, I'm going to have enough money that when they pull me in, and you know, you know, we go through their bullshit about um, pulling on your brakes and doing your lights, and yeah. and, 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 and you know, and I like yelling out the window, "Hawk!" Hold, hold your, hold your, hold the brake pedal down for fifteen minutes while they crawl under and check your chalk your brakes and all. That. Someday I'm gonna have enough money that when they tell me to do that, you just drive off. I'm, no, I'm gonna tell them to pound sand because, as far as I'm concerned, I plead the fifth. I can't, I can't. Uh, uh, what's that? Where you can't. Um, incriminate yourself. Oh yeah. I'm gonna say you want somebody to turn signals on and lights and push on brakes. You get your well, get a helper. Here to help get you. a helper over I'm here. I'm gonna you stand over here on the side and watch you guys do your thing. Because as soon as you say that, 
you know, they're going to have find everything wrong. So that's why you yeah. got to have a lot of money. But there's going to come a day that, because like I said, far I, they'll tell you all day long it's about safety. No, there's a money making deal. What part of not having a, a license plate light on that costs a hundred dollars yeah. and hits your CSA ten twenty ten is I'm like, oh, my God. Why does the, the welder The amount of lives it? we just saved today because you made me put that bulb in that. I don't know. I mean, it's like, fuck you guys. Give me Welding trucks, man, have to be registered. And one time you're standing behind all day, and you're like, I'm not even trucking. I know. I had to fill out log books when it first came out. And I was like, you're kidding me. I know. I hear you. Well, and that's the thing now. You know, we've got them electronic logs. Mm-hmm. The other day I was coming back from Oklahoma City, and... I'd gotten delayed because of snow. So I got to Meeker, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, two hours from here? Yeah. I was coming here. Yeah. But that logbook said I was tired. You know, I got <laughs> hours. Couldn't go any further. Like I'm almost so home. I had to just sit there for 10 hours and wait for my logbook. So I, could, I mean, it's just it's so, so overregulated, so ridiculous, just a taxing entity. So like I said, cops are cool, highway patrol. Those guys are cool, but the guys that just sit in their little shacks writing tickets—they're no. they're law enforcement. They're—they're they're just the guys that were picked last and couldn't figure anything else better to do with their life than just pick on people. So it's like going to the DLD. Hey, and and make sure if you have to update your license here in Roosevelt, you have to make an appointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stood in line in there the other day. Get up the front. She's like, "So do you have an appointment?" I say, "What?" <laughs> I just stood in line, and she's like, "You got to have an appointment." Yeah, I was like, "You're shitting me! I'm just giving you my medical card. You just need to photocopy this and send it in." And, and she's, she, did she hold you to it? Still have to make an appointment for that? Oh, she says, "Let me make you an appointment real quick." And oh I was like, "Oh God. fuck!" So she fills in <laughs> all this shit. You need to go to the back of the line. Oh no! So oh no! God, back in the line, I was like, "What the fuck did I get myself into?" I guess you can do it over uh, email now. So that's great. Well, I know a couple of guys that was hauling crude oil with me, and they came out and doing what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. then let their hazmat go. Yeah. And it used to just be a test, twenty question test. Now it's well, hazwopper. Now, all now that they got to go through. You got to go through a whole bunch of shit, a class, and everything to get your hazmat back. Now, yep. So it's just. As far as I'm concerned, that's just another. That's why I haven't dropped mine, is because all at once they're like, hey, you need to jump in a one ton. You're like, I don't want to be, but okay, the oil field got me. They they hold on to me. And so I have a few trades underneath me, and I can actually jump in a one ton if I have to. I don't want to. I'm 46 years old. It doesn't sound fun to go pipe wrenching for the day. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Yeah. I hear you. But I don't know. And it's just another. You know, and then all this free money they've been giving to everybody for the last few years, I'm noticing they're going to get that back through um, businesses because uh-huh. it's costing more now to get my IRP. It's costing more now to get my... I mean, you have to have a plethora of permits, licenses, registry. I mean, you got to have oh, yeah. everything to go over the road. All that's going up. All that's going up. It's just, I mean, it's a little bit here and it's a little bit there. I noticed that everywhere you turn, they're building new ports of entry. For, uh-huh. I mean, we used to never have to worry about anything in Texas. We always, in fact, we got when we get to Texas, we'd like 
cool, we're safe, we don't have to worry. Yeah. Because <laughs> Texas is just a cool state that kind of lets people do what well, they used to. Yeah. Now they're starting to build ports down there, and everybody's starting to. It's so, I mean, they're going to get that money back through mm. um, businesses, in my opinion, because everything's yeah. just going up a little bit more. Pretty soon you're going to see your taxes just be a little bit more and blah, blah, blah. Shit, I take so, 62% of my paycheck right now goes to other than what I'm taking home. Holy moly. And you look at it, and everybody, you hear these younger kids, oh, man, I can't make it, and everything. You're like, man, they're taxing dad quite a bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, it's it's amazing. But I hopefully something will get fixed in one of these days. Maybe. Because I don't know if we can keep moving down the road like we have. No, everything, you know, groceries are high, gas is high, prices, everything's just high, high, Well, high, this high, is high. what happens to your meat market that we thoroughly enjoy. We're going to, farmers can't afford to run diesel right now. Well, no, you know, another thing they can't afford, I was listening to? What's that? Fertilizer. Oh, yeah. They say fertilizer's gone through the roof, and they're like, can't afford fertilizer. So farmers, so, we actually probably need to jump in and help farmers out right yeah. now. You know, I mean. That's a you know that that's a bad thing when farmers don't get to farm anymore. We're all going to starve, so it's yes. not <laughs> not good. No, so and I mean I've seen it. Now we're I remember you could buy chicken breast for four bucks, man, and now they're fourteen. You know what gets me, and I this is I guess this is just part of me being a, a right wing wacko. But anyways, um, okay, when I was living in Salt Lake there for a little bit right before i got married mm-hmm. i think it was like seven bucks to go see a movie yeah well it's way more than that now like 25 30 bucks to go see a wow. movie and people don't even care you no know, they keep paying for you it you used to go you used to be able to get a you know you used to go out to be a go out to dinner and you could get a pretty damn nice dinner for 30 bucks for you mm-hmm. and your your wife well my wife and i stopped at red lobster yesterday uh, or, anyways, was it yesterday? Anyways, it doesn't matter. But it was you were like, at the hideout uh, yesterday. Yeah, the hideout yesterday. <laughs> well, there again. Okay, so so like fifty bucks now. For, yeah. And but the, I'm dealing with this. But the, the dinner the minute, at night. the minute a gallon of gas goes up fifty cents, everybody just loses their fucking <laughs> mind, man. It's like, oh my god, how am I gonna live? How am I gonna do? I'm like, it's fifty cents. Yeah. A gallon. I mean, I guess that sucks, but think of all the shit you've been paying for over all these years. It just keeps going up and up and up and Loaf up. Loaf of bread used to be 89 cents, and now yeah. it's four bucks. You know, it's, like, yeah. it's because this country has been programmed to hate the evil oil companies. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, like right now, they're making money, so they're trying to figure out how to tax them. Well, they haven't made a dime for the yeah. last two or three years, and they keep giving us gas so we could go places and do things, and they were losing money. Yeah. But now that they're starting to make a little, we got to tax the oil company. And it's like, you know what? What's wrong with people making a little bit? Because, see, the thing is, is economics, the best cure for high prices is high prices. Yeah. So, you know, people eventually get tired of paying this, and they'll quit going, and, the oil, and you know, they'll have to drop the price. So it's like... Instead of going crazy and nuts over everything, I mean, I just kind of feel like if you're going to bitch about something, bitch about the hospitals that charge $700 for uh, an pharmacies or something like that, you know, I mean, or, you know, somebody that has to have insulin 
for seven hundred bucks yeah. a month. My dad's when they used to be able to get it for twenty. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I just think that we bitch about the wrong shit. <laughs> you know yeah, what I you're mean? right. You're right. And the thing is, is you get also um, people are bitching about Teslas as a for uh, as opposed to running diesels or running gas. They're both big energy. Yeah. They're both big money makers, no matter why you look at right. it. So you're supporting a big energy, well, no matter then, what. And then another thing, how stupid is that? That I can't afford gas because it's two dollars a gallon more, but I can afford a sixty thousand dollar electric car. Yeah, like, come on, really? Yeah. It's both it's, big energy, it's man. Like, it's just everybody has such a knee jerk reaction to everything. It's like, well, sit that's down, the thing is, think it out, <clears throat> do what's best and what makes common yeah. sense, instead of what the news tells and you to do there's only so many big power companies out there as right. a, the same as oil field they're big business both ways you're supporting one or the other and it just depends what on what side of the fence you're on now we have a hybrid here i was traveling a lot back and forth and i was like i'm not a dumb person it's like let's get something with better fuel economy well yeah if it so, makes sense my wife we save 300 dollars a month for her to drive her car back and forth to work that makes great. sense, right and but that's common sense but right. i'm i still support the oil fill 100 well, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah because see that's another thing people don't understand is oil just isn't gas you know even if we do get to this green energy program here in 20 years or whatever yeah they're still gonna need. You're st- we're still gonna need oil. always <laughs> because there's too many things that are made from it. Yes, you know we might not need. I think green energy is a great thing. Oh, I agree, but it needs to be done out thirty, forty years, not not within the next five years, and and bankrupt everybody in the process. No, we don't need you to know? go one hundred percent electric. It takes so much more effort to even go all electric. Um, it's just as big as oil field, mm-hmm. but. Maybe start off going hybrids. I think so. Let's go and, and say, you know what? It's half and half. Let's meet in the middle. The oil field needs to work with the power company, and in which emissions are going to push it that way with what's going on out there. They're trying to get rid of the Ajax motors. They're trying to make things with the less emissions so power steps in. Right. And so they got to work hand in hand. They Let's do. go with an F-150 powerhouse now whatever they're called you know, you know i mean the lightning or whatever they're fucking called i, I think it'd be badass to drive the sub bitch they're hundred twenty thousand dollars jesus i think i think like half ton and, and passenger cars and suvs mm-hmm. and half ton fine do electric yeah. but leave my three-quarter ton of my when i got a pull i got a pull because yeah if i want to need pull something i, I want a diesel but or, or but, even a big gas <laughs> but something more than electric yeah. you know <laughs> <clears throat> but if you're heading to grab lumber, that's great. Maybe they should make a smart truck like the old Toyota uh, two ton or two uh, wheel drives. They're hybrids. Yeah, you're like, all right, that's your go get you a sheet of plywood. Yeah, fucking truck. You know, or well, you know, a load of dirt. <laughs> and I have to laugh. I have to. How many? Not now because they're so expensive. But back, let's go back even three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. How many people, me included? I, I, I'm not. <laughs> Went and bought a brand new one ton pickup diesel. Yeah. Just to go to the grocery store and back. Because I, uh, I didn't really have anything to pull. And that's yeah. all we got going on out keep, here. Well, they keep up is, with the Joneses, yeah, man. You, you start know, this and, shit and it, in high I started looking at it and I'm like, well, everybody. I'll bet a little gas powered half ton would haul my groceries home. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this great big jacked up. 
But out here, it's a mindset. Everybody, and it's an oil field thing because you yeah. get down in te- nobody down in Texas. Everything down in, in Oklahoma. I mean, it's all great, big, just as high as you can get them. Diesel, 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 and which is fine. It's way cool, but that's not. It's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's cool, but it's I, not. I'm working with uh, Brad Draper's son, Joey. Mm-hmm. And I just remember when he was a little kid, now he's like fucking 10 times bigger. I mean, shout out to Joey. But uh, he's driving a moped everywhere so he can save on fuel. It's like, shout out to you, buddy. That's great. That's great. That, you know, I mean, we all have the ability to live, and that's that's it. And and my dad paying uh, six to $700 for insulin a month, that's ridiculous. It is. It's bullshit. I've been to Mexico. My brother-in-law was from the Baja, and we'd go down there. He had strep throat when we landed. He says, I got to go to the pharmacist. I was like, really? You can just do that? He says, yeah. Pharmacist goes over there, looks down his throat. 20 bucks. Just give me some antibiotics. Yeah, we swabbed your throat. You got strep throat. This is what you need. You don't need to see a doctor. I was like, so what's going on down here, Miguel? And he says, this is socialized medicine down here. The country's not socialized. But the medicine medicine is. is, and it dropped the value of it. So the doctor actually gets paid. For what he knows, he went to college. Wow. And then you're like, so here, it made me think a little bit more. It's like, okay, everybody's not on board with what Canada's doing, but I am involved. If we could knock the price off of pharmaceuticals, and what, you go to the doctor. And, and procedures. Can, yeah, and procedures. Drop that price down to what's normal. Dental procedures down in Mexico, 40 bucks for a crown. Well, I'm telling you, I you know I don't I don't have enough information to make an educated uh, comment about what's going on in Canada, but I know that I just you look around America and medical is was way that's who's running way us. too high. I it, mean, it's just yeah. like it's a scary concept when they're like, "Hey, we need to see you back in uh, a year for your medical card." You're like. Why? Because my blood pressure's high? Yeah, we're going to put you on pills, but we won't give you those pills unless you come back. And we won't give you your CDL, and you're like, you're going to take my will to live. Whether I die or not. And then they wonder why your blood pressure's high. Oh, it pisses me off when I'm in there. I know. I'm the same way. You have to wear a mask, and you got COVID, and everybody's coughing when you're in there, and you're like, I don't even want to be here. And I checked it before I came in here, you fucking bitch. No No. shit. That's how I am. And then she goes to high school with us. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, are you sure you really want to check my prostate? (laughs) She's like, I've been wanting to since high school. They're like... They're like, your blood pressure's high. And I'm like, how can it be high? It's never high. Yeah, until and you're there. Because I'm there, and I know that that one guy is going to choose whether I get to pay my mortgage, yeah, keep my kids in school, even buy groceries practically, mm-hmm. just off of his opinion of what my health is. you know. And I just... And this is how my nuts. doctor is. The subject over here has high elevated blood pressure right now. He's severely hypertension. And you're like, I'm 148 over 92. <laughs> well, I have a saying, and it's just my wife hates it, but I'll say it anyways. I think doctors are like seatbelts. I think they kill just as many as they save. You're right. So, Especially, I'm, I better not say it on this podcast. <laughs> Especially uh, nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, I, um, I don't know. The procedures and the things. Yeah. 
it's just I just think it costs, and there's a lot of things that cost. It's elevated, too much. like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and we're paying for them to actually work for a pharmaceutical company because they're real easy to push off what they're trying to sell. Lipitor's, blah blah blah, you know, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, I think insulin being seven hundred dollars a month or whatever. My dad used to get Lily Lente one hundred. It was eight dollars. I can go down and buy it for him if he needed it. Now they won't give it to him. Unless he goes into, he's he's retired. He has to go in every three months for a checkup now. He says it's $140 for the checkup so that they can write a prescription for it. And you're like, oh, this is something you need to live. Yeah. This isn't like you're going to get high off. Nobody can get high off insulin. And they took away, um, he used to get pork insulin. Yeah, I think that's what my grandma used to have years His ago. His sugar levels never changed. He was normal. And he, my dad's had it for 40 years, which is unheard of, uh, type 1. Right. Yeah, and uh, now, boom, up and down, up and down, up and down. And he's like, I can't figure it out. And you're like, ah, oh, damn, how much more time do you have? You know what I mean? So do they still make insulin out of Pork it's all synthetic now. Yeah, oh. they got did rid of it because not a lot of people were using it. Oh. And you're like, why weren't people using it? PETA told them not to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> I have no idea. Probably, you're probably right. Um, it's probably, but, I mean, we slaughter a lot of animals. Why not use the byproduct well, as bet. we're going? I mean, hey, there's the guts. There's Take a it. lot of pigs that are slaughtered every day. Yeah. I mean, if that stuff worked. We like our bacon, us yeah. Americans. Because I'm sure that's what my grandma used to. I mean, she had... When I was a young boy, she had diabetes, and uh, yeah, I had she ended up too. passing away from it. But yep. anyways, yeah, but, but I mean, she she couldn't afford it now. Yeah, you know, and that's another thing. I've uh, insurance to, to for medical insurance mm-hmm. just keeps going up and up and up. You know, a lot of oh, people yeah. have jobs where their employers cover. Up, we need to get better, but still, you know, that just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. All the time. No, I agree. That's why I said I'm going to work till I'm 55. Then I got to find a job for insurance reasons. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, because you got to have it. Yeah. As older you get, well, <laughs> they say you got to have it. I don't know. I'm about ready just to. If I see cancer on me or something, I'll just cut it off. I'll do it myself. Yeah, I'm that I kind guess. of person too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't making another BMW payment for a. What the fuck is that growth <laughs> right there? Get the pocket knife. Pocket knife and shot of vodka. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> Fix it how they did in the 1800s. It's like, because no, it's like, my wife gets mad at me all the time. She's like, well, your dental checkup is, I said, my teeth don't hurt, so I'm not going. Yeah. She's like, well, you need to go to the dentist. Every six I'm months. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, because the dentist says. I'm like, well, the dentist also has BMW payments he's got. Yeah, he's got a payment. He, but, you know, and I'll tell you what, COVID was different. It shut it down, and then all at once they weren't making the money. And then I came back, and they're like, oh, I got inclusions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to need to see you in two weeks. And you're like, oh, come on. They were there before, buddy. <laughs> I pissed my dentist off. Because he, I went in, and he's like. I got a great one. He's like, well, you got a cavity in that. And I said, how much hurt. is that going to cost to fix? He said, well, by the time we do a root canal and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what does it cost just to yank that sucker out? Yeah. Well, you don't want to be going down that. They that always are that I'm way. like, I don't think I ever use it. I said, here, I'll make you a deal. I said, for the next two weeks, I'll 
I'll pay attention to what I'm chewing, and if I use that rear yeah. furthest molar, I got one. Four thousand bucks. Fix it. Four thousand bucks this year. <laughs> I said, but if I don't use that furthest back molar, uh-huh. we're just going to pull it out. I said, either you are, or maybe I'll get on a good drunk one eye and I'll do it myself. I said, I don't know, but it's <laughs> a hell of a lot cheaper. So anyway, I ended up getting it pulled out, and. He hasn't sent me my little reminder card for my appointment <laughs> every six months anymore. I think I made him mad. But oh. So I had to get one extracted. First time in my life in 45 years, <clears throat> I had a tooth extracted, and then they put the implant in. And my wife's like, just just pull the son of a bitch. It's your rear molar. You won't need it. And he's like, you need it. Six months it takes to get an implant. Mm-hmm. You don't chew on that tooth; it's gone. Oh yeah, for six months. Oh, so they pull it and then they wait and put the. Well, they put a post in and it has to heal oh, around okay. it, and then right. they they can't put the torque on. They got torque wrenches. Really? They sit there, and you're like, "That is badass!" You know all these tools they bring out. But I got this tooth four grand later, and you're like. I don't even use it anymore because I've learned to chew Two on the other side. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, I don't understand funny. is that mine took six months, but they can do it in a weekend on the commercials. Well, yeah. Yeah. If, if come on in the weekend. We'll get you a whole new they set of They could probably teeth. do it in a weekend in Mexico, sounds like. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to Mexico with you. I've never been there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done a lot of travel, and I love to travel, but I haven't ever been down there. Be, oh, man. Mexico. Cool. I, well, actually, I... I've been to Cozumel. I've been because on Cozumel. the cruise ship. Yep. But we were only there for like eight hours or so. It was pretty cool. But I mean, to go down. So and when just... you rent, uh, you can get into a Verbo or an Airbnb. You rent. You're actually renting it from people from the United States most of the time. Let's go down and buy one of our own. I thought about it. Oh, that'd be awesome, I love it. it? <laughs> <laughs> I could yeah. retire in Mexico. Um, we have a little fishing town that we go down to in uh, Los Brillas or Loreto in the Baja. And they're not tourist towns. They have nice resorts and stuff there, but uh, they're small little towns, probably the size of Ernal. Really? Yeah, and you get into them, they're probably smaller than Ernal. And you go to the grocery store, you go back to your beach house, you cook your food on the grill, and it's just quiet nights. I've thought about I'm like, we've been... uh, I, I, I travel all over the country, mm-hmm. and I, you know, being a truck driver, and I've t- there's there's a lot of people that are buying up property in um, South America, Mexico, a lot of around the Mediterranean, yeah, and like like Portugal. Portugal's a big one. A yeah. lot of people they call them ex expats. Mm-hmm. Expa- anyways, because they can live so much cheaper over there when they retire, yeah, than they can here. So and and price of property, and I'm like. That's something to think about. You know, I could probably hang out on the the Italian uh, oh, yeah. Riviera <laughs> all day long. I haven't been to Europe yet. I need to get up into Europe. Me too. I haven't been. I've just seen pictures. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures. I, yeah, and I was somebody that didn't travel growing up. It was my wife that's like, I lived in Mexico when I was 14. Really? Yeah. They went down there and went to school for a year. <laughs> and I was like, shit, that's pretty cool, you know, and have fun. And she'd go when we're first married, take the kids, and I, I stayed home. And now, after I went, I got I got the bug. It oh. was like, oh yeah, yeah. You guys, you do you go down there with um, Brent on some I have. tours too, huh? Yeah, yeah I've never. Brent's I've seen good. That. I've I've 
I didn't even really know that existed until about a year ago, and I've been checking that out. But I love traveling. I love cruises. Brent is really good. All over the place. Brent and Marsha. Brent Marsha actually follows this podcast. Oh, she does? Yes. And and I told her not to. I told her not to. But once she's learned who Marsha is. Marsha's awesome. She is great. She'd substitute once in a while. Yeah, we had to run laps all the time because (laughs) (laughs) shuttle runs. I like. Brent and Marsha, Brent was one of my favorite teachers. I, I didn't. I've been like always oh, honoring him, like only if he doesn't like you. But he liked me, so I. <laughs> I, I got in trouble a few cool. times with that. And, then, and when we decided to go on these trips, I was like, he didn't like me. There's no way we're gonna enjoy it. But uh, they're accommodating to me. He's just like he was in high school. Really? You get on the bus. Don't be late. <laughs> and I love it because I don't want people to, you know sit and straggle along and and make us late anyways because he's got an adventure for us today well that's what i've been looking at some of the stuff and it's like oh it's not just taking you down there and kicking you loose on the beach he's got stuff lined out all day long i'm like i'm doing this This is busy um he's got a panama one in january that he wants us to go on and i haven't made a decision because the last one we went on still covid we had to have people stay here with the dogs and it was one of those it's like ah it's hard to leave and we went to peru with them which is his big trip and you're gone almost 20 days wow which is a long time away from your house <laughs> that is it, it, it's not like i can't be gone for 20 days but you have That's a long time you have obligations at your home to take yeah. care of yeah but that was the most amazing trip i've ever been to machu picchu trains and five flights while you're there. I mean, it was just amazing. That's way cool. And see, that's the problem with me is I've got all the time in the world. I, yeah. <laughs> and my wife, where she's been over there so long, she's got a lot of vacation time built up. We can go and, and do. And, and so, yeah, it'd be be cool. I mean, I don't get paid to be on vacation, but I can be on it as many months yeah. as I want to be. <laughs> so nobody I just cares. have to just put it down on the calendar that I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, I'd like it. to go do that. I, I think it would be that'd be pretty fun. We did the Yucatan with him, and we went and saw a lot of the ruins. Um, <clears throat> what I noticed this time, we went to the tourist areas. Prices were old, just like they were here. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, you screwed it up. Mexico screwed <laughs> up. But we still go to uh, Mexico down the Baja, and we get decent price. I can get it. They don't sell six packs of beer. Eight pack of beer for three bucks. Wow. You know? Um, but... Brett and Marsha, they show you everything. They take you on excursions that I don't know how they get the prices for. I was going to say, them prices look really good. Yeah. When we went to Peru, it was $3,600 a person. 20 days with all your accommodations. You have to pay for a few meals. Most of of your breakfasts are, every day your breakfasts are included. And then your lunch, you'll be... At a resort, or you'll be on a, at a park where you're like, okay, I just got to run in and grab something. And at night, you kind of go where everybody else is going and, and grab food. I've been on, I've gone fishing when I'm with him. Yeah, I've seen them pictures. <laughs> that looks fun. Well, me. that's what he wants in Panama. He's like, I got uh, three or four days of fishing if Quinn's interested. And I was wow. like, ah. <laughs> I want to go. I, I want to go. That sounds cool. Man. I need to talk my wife into that one. Probably. Well, we've got. We've got a cruise lined up in September. Mm-hmm. We've got, I can't remember. I think I got a couple other trips. Wedding. Yeah. We could stop, but I didn't know for sure, so I didn't want to say. 
<laughs> You're all good, man. <laughs> no, we've been uh, we've been at it for uh, 126 minutes. Holy cow! Two hours on. Well, this goes after 60 minutes. It's so oh, we're 86, hour, almost an hour and a half. We're 86 minutes. Is well, that's cool. What it is. Think people want to sit and listen to us for that long, or do you think they tuned out already? <laughs> they haven't yet because we haven't produced it. But, uh, this actually will go out tomorrow morning. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. did, it, did it get worse out there? Yeah, it is actually. The wind's blowing a little bit harder. Oh, wow, <laughs> if you can be, believe it, gonna be one of those nights. Yeah, well, you got anything so. else you want to talk about? You want to uh, bring up anything? You... Not really. I just uh. <laughs> People need to listen. This is going to progress. We're going to keep going. We're going to get more friends. We're going to have a better time yeah. all the time. It's going to keep on moving. I think it's a good thing. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought me back. Heck yeah, you're you're you can come anytime. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, I record anytime too, so it doesn't even oh, matter. Do yeah, if you want to just stop by and have a few beers, we'll push record on well, this son of a bitch. <laughs> You know, I don't ever know when I'm going to be home, and I don't ever know when I'm going to be back, but I usually try to go out for five to eight days, and then I get home for, I don't know, I've been losing ambition now that it's been getting warmer. I'm wanting to go mm, do things, so usually I'll come home for three or four days, and then I'll go again, but I'm going to start going back onto my, like a week home and a week away, a week home and a week away, so yeah, I'll be around. Did you get in for your hunts? I did. Nice. I've got 15 points for a mule deer. I don't know if I'll ever draw one or not. Where are you putting in for? I've been trying. Well, not that many points. I've been putting in for the Henrys now. Oh, but, well, that's where my son's at. He's at 14. Is he? Yeah. And the, do you have any points? Not for deer. All elk. All elk. Elk and moose. I uh, this year I decided to try for the Henrys, and I also put in diamond because they're saying diamond's pretty good. You'll probably draw the diamond. Hopefully. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's a good hunt. Because I've got four, I got fifteen points. My wife's got fifteen points. So, yeah, hopefully um, we draw. I've been to Henry's. I've hunted. Is it good? Like they uh, say, we killed the two hundred eight buck when we were there. Wow, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's it's rugged country. You can't ca- take a camp trailer down there. You got to wall tent that shit. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no roads. It's literally two track. Really? Yeah, see, yeah. I've never been there. I. I guess I shouldn't put in for places I ain't never been, but it's yeah. an amazing place. Uh, I kept putting in for book clips, book, and everybody's telling me now nah, I don't put in for book clips anymore. It's there's still a few as places as you can get a good buck. There's still a few places that not a lot of people are hunting. Okay, but uh, you have to know the areas and, and what to get into to to actually chase you a big buck around. It's desert areas. It's basically really? so you're not going to get up high. Um, the Henry's is great. I put in my son for the Henry's <laughs> second choice or first choice, like Ponsagon or or Antelope Island, just for fun. That's you know what I, mean? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I I threw everything at Wasatch this year. Okay. So I got moose and uh, elk over there, and I've got uh, nineteen elk, I think. Wow. Yeah. And so, and my moose is over 20, 21 on moose. Holy cow. Yeah, so I've got to draw them before I can start doing deer. And I want to start getting back into deer again. Well, I, I've i been putting in for deer. Usually for elk, I uh, just, it's gotten to be such a joke. Yeah. 
anymore that I've I've about to the point where I don't, I don't even hunt elk in Utah anymore. I go to Colorado. I I need to get and, in on that. And uh, it's been all right. But I, you know, like I said, I kind of got it in where my yeah. Well, he okay, my buddy. So he charges big bucks. I mean, as in dollars, big yeah. dollars for his tags. Uh huh. But three sides of his property is bordered by forest. Uh huh. And so the people that have to hunt the forest. They either have to go horseback or walk to where I can just go right across his property and jump the fence. Okay. And so he doesn't charge me. I can't hunt on his property unless I pay the big big dollars. Yeah. But he'll basically let me go across his... We camp on his property, and then we go jump the fence and hunt the forest. And I'm it's, interested. It's not too many people uh, because, like I said, either horseback or walking yeah. to some place I can... See, I'm a hiking son I of a bitch. I'm not. <laughs> I'm too fat. But... I can get my side by side up to the. It's about half a mile, mm-hmm. and I can just park right there and jump over the fence onto the forest and go up in the hills for the day right there on and wherever yeah. else, you know. And if it snows, if it's under a foot of snow or something, not very many people back there on foot, and so it's kind of cool that way. I enjoy the hell out. Of I that. am. I'm interested. Yeah, it's, if you it's get cool. a if you get a way in, I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, but. To hunt his property, I think he sells a deer tag for like seventy five hundred bucks. Yeah, elk tag for forty five hundred. But I'm not paying that. So you know, I'm not, I'm not either because I know what the meat's worth. Um, I'm a harvester. I mean, I don't even yeah. care what, what. I'm not into trophy bulls. They oh, taste hell, like he, shit. He, anyway, he'll let you shoot all the cows you want. If you yeah, want his, on his property, I'd take want. a cow tag. Yeah, yeah. But meat is good. That's that's one of my uh that's why i started this podcast i was supposed to be into the meat eater kind of shit oh, okay i got you right on <laughs> but uh i am an avid hunter i'm that's what this is supposed to get is all the antlers that i've killed over the years cool eventually it will this is the studio i can't get a proper name for it. i don't know if it's garden shop if it's uh <laughs> she shed he this shed. is awesome though i mean i yeah i love it it's cool yeah, I could put a TV up. We could sit here and drink beer and have a good time. I'm going to get a beer fridge or something. I got a beer fridge in the garage right now, and I can't decide if I want to move it over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I am. Um, gosh, I that's me. I love to hunt. We, my, uh, that was what my son wanted for his graduation present was a grizzly tag mm-hmm. up in alaska and i'm like oh, i'm sure you do yeah, yeah that'd be great let's just let's just go get two or three of them while we're at it yeah no so, shit so then he come to me a week later and says look we can hunt over here on this kamakcha peninsula of uh-huh. russia and it's the same stuff for a lot i'm like it's in russia it's in russia they don't like us <laughs> yeah so but anyway, i've been looking at um there's a alaska uh moose hunt that's not too it's a do-it-yourself thing Oh, uh-huh. I'm in. You got to fly, you know, you fly out of Kenai and you got to pay for the flight, but they just, they drop you there for six or seven days and it's not, I think the tag's 800 bucks. Um, everything said and done, I feel like I'd have been into it about 3,000 bucks per person for me and my son. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. I think getting the meat and that, everything back's the hardest part. Yeah. You almost have to drive to somewhere and then fly back to it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know if you could fly. Or have the outfitter ship it to you. Because I think you have to have a guide, don't you? Not this one. No. That's why it's cheap. You can you can get a guide, which is very expensive, but you can do it. You're, they're letting you do it yourself. 
and I'll be down. And so I'm thinking, well, we could probably swing that one of these days. I'm going to check that. into it a little bit more. But I'm. Thinking, I still like these hunts, and as I'm getting older, I think I could hold out and go on some of these fun lodge hunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> well, I've worked my ass off over the years. I've killed a lot of animals. Um, bow elk hunting in Utah is one of the hardest sports there is, and I've killed my fair share. I love to hunt elk until. I get one. <laughs> yeah. And then the work starts. It's like, oh, my god. Pack trip, pack trip, and pack trip. And the older I get and the heavier I get, it's like, jeez. You never know how out of shape you are until you actually get an elk and have to start taking it uh, back to the truck. 65 <laughs> pounds a quarter. Yeah. yeah. But, no, it's, uh, that's awesome. But Perfect. Yeah, I'd like to come back, talk about some traveling. Um, You're yeah, more than Whatever. Yep. So, Let's get out there. Sounds good. This is episode 66. Uh, you would need to find us. We're on the You Into Basement um, Instagram, You Into Basement Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, you know where to find us. Right. Yeah. I think all I have is Facebook. I don't, my kids have me on social crap, but I don't know how to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Man. the Facebook one. <laughs> I know all of it. <laughs> as much as I hate it, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I would hate it. It's like Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, episode 66. Thanks, Tony, for being with us. Thanks for having you me. You guys, uh, be safe for the week. Uh, spay new to your pets. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Bob Burke. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. <laughs>